You are listening to Master Coaching with Ajit, a podcast that inspires coaches to impact lives of their clients more meaningfully. I am Coach Ajit, and I'm known for coaching high performers, entrepreneurs, and leaders. I'm also a serial entrepreneur and author of many books. On this podcast, I am answering your burning questions. I'm also demonstrating and deconstructing behind-the-scenes coaching sessions. And in today's episode, I'm inviting you into a private conversation I had with one of our clients, Natalie. Natalie has just recently finished our Certified Life Coach program, and she's struggling to make a decision of if she should quit her job, if she shouldn't quit her job. And she's also struggling with the whole dynamic that plays out with friends, family, and loved ones. What I am going to explore with Natalie today can be really powerful if you are a person that wants to really commit to their coaching career, but find yourself struggling to make a decision, find yourself struggling to create progress, find yourself struggling to be able to really find that path, that middle ground where transition can truly happen. I'm going to explore some very powerful questions that I'll be asking Natalie, and I really invite you to think about these questions as you're going through this journey. Natalie, like any new coach, has a lot of fears. She has a lot of concerns. She has a lot of uncertainties. What you will find is as I coach her through it, it unveils one fear after another. We come up with playbooks for each of these fears to be able to really create certainty in her life so she can really make progress. You're going to truly enjoy this coaching session if you are somebody that is in this boat right now. If you're going to work with clients that need to transition from one career to another, one life to another, this will also be a powerful session for you. Now, let's listen into the conversation of me coaching Natalie. Hi, Natalie. Hello, Ajit. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Good evening to you. Yes, good evening. <laughs> How's everything going? How's your day been? Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, here it's uh, it's uh, 8.30 p.m. already. And um, yeah, it's been a good day, long day. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a mom, so taking care of my son. But he's in bed now, so <laughs> should be fine. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> How was the day though generally? Like you had a good day, you had a productive day, were you working, were you taking like a day off or something? No, I was working, but that that's probably linked to to yeah, the topic I wanted to to discuss today. But uh, it's been a good day, but it, it's true it's difficult for me. I'm working, I have a corporate role and at the same time, yes, I'm trying to develop my coaching business. So I'm working part-time now. I shifted to a part-time setting, but uh, so Tuesdays are my favorite days because <laughs> I'm not working for my control. But um, the rest of the week I'm working there. I mean, right now I'm, I'm lucky I can work from, from home, which helps a lot. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling with this energy because I think I really made that separation now with you know, my corporate role. And I know definitely where I want to go. I want to be a coach. I want to develop my business. And I have many other projects and things I want to do. I have, a, I think, a clear vision of where I want to go. But still, I feel I'm clinging a little bit to my corporate role. It's been 
two years now that I'm in that situation of trying to come up here with developing my business. And then should I stay? Should I leave? And at first, actually, I wanted to do both. That was part of my vision. I was like, okay, I'm going to do both. But I realized very quickly that actually the energy that I was getting from, you know, coaching and personal development area was bringing me some vibes that were so different. So, you know, I was like, I can't do both. Actually, it's not possible. And also I'm someone when I do something, I do it 100%. I really struggle to to do things halfway. And I was like, no, it's not going to be possible. So I took a sabbatical. I took three months off last year to really, okay, Let's try to do that properly and well, but it's true. Three months probably was not enough. I had so many things to learn in terms of developing the business, you know, there, the marketing, because it's not just being a coach, it's also developing a business. And for me, it's it's new. And I had a business in the past 20 years ago, but nothing to do, you know, with online business or anything. And I was doing jewelry design and everything, so not the same at all. But anyways, and then I went back to work and I was ready actually to resign, even though after the three months, you know, things didn't necessarily took, took off, but... I was feeling the momentum. I was really like, uh, you know, decided. I was like, yeah, that's it. That's my new life. And it's true that, yeah, my partner, for example, was a bit more, you know, skeptical. And I completely understand. It's true from an external point of view. It's like, well, you don't really have a proper, you know, pipeline of clients or anything. So maybe (laughs) you should wait a little bit. And we found a compromise. I agreed. So I stayed. But it's true that now I really struggle. I'm in that loop of because I I feel so disconnected from my corporate job. I feel that energy is also impacting now. That depleting energy is impacting, yeah, the, the energy I want to have to, to develop my business. And and recently it translated into yeah, being quite sick, got COVID, and it's nobody's fault. But it's just to say. I know it was something because I felt I was annoyed to be sick because of my business, but I felt a sense of relief towards my corporate role. And that's where I was like, ooh, there is something not quite good there. And it's true now. So I have a bit of anxiety and there is the question of returning you know, to the office. And I'm like, oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. And I, I'm stuck a little bit in that loop. And I've been thinking about actually finding just another job. But then I'm like, but the energy I'm going to... To put into finding another job, I could find put it in, you know, developing my business. And I think where I am at, sorry, it's a bit of a long explanation, but where I'm, I'm now, I feel like I can't let go of my job. I, I feel it's, there is still something maybe I'm, I'm afraid of, completely diving into my new life that I really want to. And I feel this, what I call this dilemma of, I have this job and I don't know if I, I would like to leave, but I I can't straight away. I feel like it's also, yeah, sort of an excuse in a way, but I don't know how to break that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Natalie. Natalie, what would make this conversation of an in conversation? You kind of alluded to that, but I want to get clear and really understanding what are you seeking today? What I heard you allude to was to be able to help you make a decision towards leaving your job. I mean, which could be a thing that we could approach, but but I'm not sure if that's what you're looking for or if you're looking for something else and that's just top of your mind. So if you could help me really understand what is it that will make this conversation a powerful conversation for you? Sure. I would say it's more how I can let go of the dilemma in a way, how I can actually keep this energy developing my business quietly, even if it takes a bit of time, but to stop making that situation 
problem or challenge because I don't think I would leave my job right now because again, it, the compromise was I would leave once I have a little bit more of a clients and pipeline really. But it's more I want to let go of that dilemma of yeah, I chose this and I just focus on this fully without always having to go back to that resentment or that I have towards my corporate role in a way. I don't know. Is, if that's is there? Have you stepped away from either of the roles without really knowing if it is the corporate job or not, but just simply just saying, hey, why do I have this dilemma? Have you sat down with that question? And what came through to you as to why do you have that dilemma? Because in some ways, at least the way you're sharing this information sounds you're really clear on what you want. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't sound like you are in that phase where you can't decide. It's something else. So so what is it that causes Mm -hmm. this dilemma? That's exactly what I'm wondering. I'm like, why is it still there? Because I I was before in the what if, you know, I was scared. I was like, what if it's not working? But I'm not there anymore. I'm really convinced. I know it's going to be working well and everything. But that's why I'm feeling that I'm just using that situation to stay away from the fear of something, you know, of really going for... Actually, sorry, what just crossed my mind is um, part of the the certification and and, uh, in the peer group. And I saw some people, you know, saying, hey, I've uh, announced on um, Facebook or LinkedIn that I had my certification. And they were using the word coming out, you know, like, uh, so some people were saying, hey, congratulations on coming out as a, as a coach and everything. And I was like, wow, that's interesting because that's really how it feels to me. I feel I haven't really come out. <laughs> For example, my family, my parents, they don't know, but uh, my coaching business is true around me. This is not a real personal development or coaching or everything that is, you know, they are familiar with. I'm afraid they wouldn't really understand. And therefore, if I say, yeah, I'm living my life that is currently very comfortable and, you know, in terms of salary and everything, and I've been in that company for a very, very long time. Yeah, they they would completely freak out. (laughs) There is that sense of I'm maybe not owning, you know, that vision actually that I have for myself. Natalie, I'm hearing a few things. I want to explore them a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Previously, you had shared... There was an arrangement that you came in with your partner on on mm-hmm. how to do this, right? And now you're saying you are also feeling, or what's coming through to you, is that how would your parents or your family going to perceive mm-hmm. you making a decision in your life? It sounds to me like that it's important to you on how your family at least sees you, right? Like mm-hmm. your parents see this particular adventure that you're going on, or your maybe your love partner sees it. And what is their acceptance towards us? Is that true? Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's kind of true. Yeah. Okay. Why is it so important for you for <laughs> them to um, accept your decisions that you're making about your career? Because that's how I, I grew up in a way. I, I am a people pleaser person. I always feel I need people to validate. I always feel people know better than me. I always feel, yeah, there is a sense of uh, need for validation and approval. Although I've been working on that a lot, there is still some 
you know, trace of that. And I think that's why sometimes I'm so angry. I'm, I'm like, come on, I'm in my, you know, early 40s, but I'm like, you're still there. I mean, I mean, I just want to live my life. And and on top of that, it's what I do with my clients. You know, I help, uh, I empower women and, you know, to live, uh, really embrace the ambition and everything. And and I feel that that's where I feel I, I live a little bit of a, of a lie as well, you know, in, in congruence with what I do and what I preach as well. But yeah, that, that's where I am. Yeah, I need that sense of harmony is very important to me. And I, I feel that if I go against the wheel or the mainstream in a way, people are going to be angry at me or they're not going to be happy. And I don't think I can cope well with, you know, the, the conflict. That's what I preempt, you know, like I'm not saying that's what would happen, but that's what I create, the story I create in my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think your parents and your loved ones love you? Yeah. Okay, cool. So the story that you shared that you have created in your mind that there might be conflict, that there might be resulting in some kind of tension, what is it that Natalie can do, think, project into the future to find an alternate reality or an alternate possibility? Here's what I mean. Uh, right now, what we're doing is, hey, I'm going to make this announcement. I'm going to commit to my future of being a coach and everybody's going to freak out, right? That's the story mm-hmm. that we're telling ourselves. And so it goes, oh, I don't know if I want to do this and holding ourselves back and doing it. Let's experiment. Let's almost like trying a code on, right? What if it was the other way mm-hmm. around? You share your story and you shared what you want to do, what you're really passionate about. And everybody goes, wow, that's amazing. I always hoped you would do something that you really enjoyed because I saw you in your current career, you were not enjoying what you did, right? So so let's say that would Mm -hmm. be the outcome. What is it and how is it that Natalie has to show up that would get that response from your family and your loved one? Probably, yeah, some confidence. I mean, some assertiveness and confidence and and just calmness of that's what I want to do and that's what will happen. And do you think if you're assertive and calm, they will accept it a lot more easily, everything that you are going to do and create? Is that what they're looking for from you? That's that's what I wish, but I I can't help telling myself that's not the answer I would get, especially because, for example, when last year I said yeah, to, to my partner, yes, I want to, to to quit and that's it. And, you know, and the response was not the one I was expecting. So I think now I'm a bit like, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep trying to open this box because there might be mm-hmm. something to, to explore in our conversation, even with our partner, for example, right? So could there be that there is, and you know this technique, so it's easier to explain it to you. But for the listeners of podcasts, I'm going to reemphasize. Could there be a possibility that we could watch this event happen as a movie screen, as a movie that is happening mm-hmm. in front of us? And we could take turns of firstly, Natalie, going into that conversation, seeing what she said, and getting the response, what she got, and then feeling the way she felt right? This Natalie Mm -hmm. is very aware of. You know what happened, right? But now I want to turn it around. I want us to look at the same scenario from the point of Mm -hmm. view of your love partner, right? Mm -hmm. How did they come into that conversation? How did they feel during the conversation? And what they might have felt after the conversation? Now, here is me projecting a little bit. I'm not saying this is true, but for the sake Mm -hmm. of our conversation, I'm going to project a little bit 
And also yeah. for our listeners, because while you reflect, there will be a gap and, and it's easier for the listeners to understand what we are really trying to do here. Okay. What if your partner had just come back from their work and you were mm. sitting down and having that conversation and your partner like you had a busy day at work, you both have a child together or however. And so they were also coming back tired and exhausted from the work and they mm. maybe didn't have a great day at work. Let's imagine mm. that for a second. And now as they came in, you said, hey, I really want to live my purpose. I want to really live what I want to do. And I want to quit this job because I feel like I'm complete here and it depletes energy out of me. Your mm. partner, because they were coming back from work and the moment you brought that up, their emotional guard and emotional, not only emotional, but economic guard came up. They went, oh crap, if she quits her job, how are we going to take care of our kid? How am mm. I going to take care of her? I don't make enough money. I'm not safe enough in a way where financially I can provide for the family. What if she does quit and then I'm not able to take care of the family? And let's say all of that narrative went and so they said, no, Natalie, you cannot do that to us. You cannot do that to our family. I understand you may not be loving the job that you do, but we got to take care of this kid. We committed to this together, right? Yeah. So they didn't say any of the insecurities they might have experienced. They just projected into saying, don't do what you're even thinking because it's not safe, right? Yeah. And now they go away. Let's imagine that the next day when they had a minute in the office or while driving to the office or in the train to the office or wherever they went for a walk, they finally had a chance to really reflect on it. Then they went, I, should, I really want Natalie to do what she wants to do. I want her happy because I love her. How can I really create a reality? where I can have her also live her purpose. Now, they may not have this answer yet, but maybe they ask that question themselves. Mm. Do you think that this is in the realm of possibility? It is because that's somehow what happened. I mean, we had several other conversations after that, and uh, which is fantastic. Then he asked me how he could support me. And, you know, I mean, it's very, we get along very well and it's very present and very supportive. So it's fantastic. And I understood, yes, his fear. And I think they are very normal. It's just, I think for me, then it, it brought back a lot of fear and self-doubt uh, that I had. And since then, it feels like, yeah, I, I cannot, uh, you know, get out of this and just make things happen, you know, make my dream happen. I think I heard his, his reply um, completely. It stayed in me. I think it was a projection of a lot of things. <laughs> it crystallized in a way. <laughs> in, uh, Do you know what fear is, Natalie? Fear is our story of the future. Fear mm. is us saying something won't work out. It's not the truth. Mm. The emotional fears I'm talking about, there are, of course, real fears. Like if there was a car about to run you over, yeah. but that's a very real fear. That's a very different thing. I'm talking about fears that we create based on what may happen tomorrow with mm. the belief that we understand how things work. But Let's be really honest. We only understand how things work a little bit. <laughs> we know how to make a coffee from a coffee machine, but... Will the beautiful career that we thought about in the future will work out or not? There's no real way to really know <laughs> it'll work out or yeah. not, right? So that's more of a fear that we create by telling ourselves a story. Mm -hmm. And because it's a story of the future, the antithesis for fear is a plan to tackle that uncertainty. Mm -hmm. You see, when we have a plan to deal with something, we feel a lot more certain about that something, mm -hmm. isn't it? we feel safe because we feel like, oh, I know how to or what to do when this yeah. happens, right? Yes. So if we can get clear about what are we really scared of and make a plan to tackle that fear, mm -hmm. we have a possibility. There's a way for us 
to lean into it without feeling unsafe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a way for us to submerge that fear into a plan that has a potential to work. Yeah. So is there a chance that you have sat down with your fear, clearly identified what this fear is, and then make a plan for it? No, I Did haven't. you do that yet? No. No. So here's something that we can do. And this is also for our listeners who may be fearful of quitting the job that they might want to quit. They may be fearful of making a transition in career. They may be fearful of doing something that is more passionate and more aligned to them. Mm. Is instead of asking yourself the question on, oh, I'm so scared, I'm so scared, I'm so scared, and let that fear create even bigger fears in your mind, sit down with that fear and write it on a piece of paper. So this is what I want you to do as well, Natalie, right? Post your call. I want you to write down what is the fear. The fear might be, that just in one person's salary, the family can't run, right? That could be a fear. Mm-hmm. The fear could be that there's everything that you're going to try is not going to work out, right? You'll not be able to get the mm-hmm. clients in the timeline that you're suggesting that you get. The fear could be that you will get clients for the first year, but the second year is going to be hard, mm-hmm. right? Could be many of those. I'm not saying which one it is because I don't know, right? And it could be all of those too. And that's all right too. But now that we know all of these fears... Now we can make a plan around each of these fears. Let's say, for example, the salary of one person is not enough to sustain the family. That's the fear. The plan is, I know I'm doing a soul-sucking job. I'm not as excited doing this energetically. But if I get X number of clients over Y number of months, we don't have one salary. I will only quit my job when I make enough Mm -hmm. that is same as my salary. right? And I can make a plan to get to that number. Right? Yeah. Now, Natalie doesn't have to feel exhausted at the job because she knows she's doing the job only for those many months. Mm-hmm. Your partner doesn't have to feel threatened because you're not going to leave the job until you actually make that kind of money back. Yeah. And nothing in that fear really comes in the way. Yeah. Right? So we tackle fear number two, fear number one. Now, let's get to fear number two. Fear number two could be oh, I won't get clients. Well, let's make a plan for it. Mm-hmm. What is the plan that will help me? create an ecosystem that will help me get clients. Will that mean that I will try three different ideas? Yes. Will that mean two out of those three won't work? Probably yes. It will mean one will work and it might take three months before I have a plan that works consistently for me to get clients. Great. Now I know my runway. Now I know my plan. I don't have to be scared of the idea that I won't get clients. I simply have to work with the plan to get to a point where I can consistently create clients. Do you see how this works? Yep. Each of your fear, once you know it clearly as to what is it that you really are scared of, because that's the part that is the hard part. A lot of us will pick the first fear that comes to our mind, but our fears run much deeper than that. Mm. Right? So it's an exploration. It's an exploration and a thought in self-coaching, right? Where you have to explore and go, okay, what is really that I'm scared of? Am I scared of money? Am I scared of not making money? Am I scared of being recognized? Am I fearful of not having clients? Am I fearful of something else? I'm not being good enough as a coach. I don't know what it is. But mm-hmm. each of these fears can be tackled with a plan. And the clearer the plan, the less fearful that thing will look. Yeah. Right? The less scary that particular situation is going to look. And once it doesn't look scary... Now you don't have to operate from a place of fear. Now you can mm. operate from a place of plan, right? Yeah. Place of certainty. 
And when you have certainty, fears tend to go away, right? Yes. Yeah. How, does yeah that, I, how is that sitting with you? No, no, it, it does. I, I, what I realize is I need to dig deeper because I've been thinking about those fears and everything, but I know it's not the money to client thing. I've planned, I've uh, been working on that and, and still there is something else. Yes. So I need to explore. I think that's definitely, yeah, I, I need to go deeper that there is something else. Something comes to you during our conversation, do bring it up. Let's see if we can make a plan around that fear. Because I'm, of course, may not have spotted it because like like we said, it's a deeper, more inner work to really yeah. diagnose and find out. Here is something that I'm curious to explore as well. At one point you said, and it was one of the things that drew us to the idea of fear, is that you're concerned that your parents may not accept this career choice. Do you think there may be an element of, and I'm curious to hear what you think is why that concern really comes for you, right? Is is the concern there because you think your parents don't understand the work that you're going to do and so hence you're concerned that they won't understand and hence not accept it? Or Mm -hmm. you think that they will have that concern because they always have a concern around things (laughs) that Natalie does? Yeah, that's a very interesting question because I feel it's more because they don't really understand what I do in my corporate role either. <laughs> so I think right now they, they see, you know, I have a good situation and everything is okay. And I'm afraid yet yeah, they would be worried all the time. Yes. Uh, yes. It's, it's why, why would they be worried if they're not worried right because, now? Be, because, because they don't understand there this. Is, yeah, exactly. They don't understand. And also they are entrepreneurs themselves. But it's a very different generation. They do different things and they have a mindset actually that I don't necessarily have around entrepreneurship. And because I had that business 20 years ago that, you know, I did that for five years and never really went anywhere. And I think in their mind, they will probably think that that's crazy because that will never work. And yeah, you might have clients here, but but it's because they don't know that industry. They don't know, you know, that uh, how things work. And But because for me as well, it's new. I think I borrowed those fears in a way. You know, I'm I'm also in that fair. But I don't want to have to convince them all the time that, you know, it's all good. That's why actually I didn't say anything so far. I wanted to be at peace, to do things in my own pace, my own way, without hearing, you know, the voices of, ah, that's crazy, that's not going to work. Da, da, da. And that's why I said that to very few people, because I say my parents, but it's my environment in general, you know, I don't want to hear <laughs> things. I, I want to do it my own way. And even if it takes me 10 years, I don't care. I want to do it my own way, yeah. It's, it's interesting that there are many different kind of boxes that you opened as you were sharing this, that I would be curious to explore again, in the interest of time, we'll probably not be able to explore all of them, maybe one of them, but it's very interesting certain things that you said. You talked about how your parents are entrepreneurs, but... There was a business you started many years ago, which was different business altogether. You did it for five years and you believe it didn't go anywhere, which is all debatable, right? It's all debatable because it depends on what you mean by going anywhere, what you mean by timelines and how we understand timelines and so forth. Like you mentioned, the parents were entrepreneurs, but will not understand your entrepreneurial venture. That sounds also very interesting as an exploration to have. 
And it is also very interesting to explore the, the idea, which I think I want to explore, is to say I wouldn't even share it with anybody else. Not just my parents. Mm-hmm. It's not just about my parents, which shows that it has less and less to do with the world around you, more and more to do with what you want from the world around you, right? What would mm-hmm. be the most appropriate response according to you? Mm-hmm that the world should give when you announce that you are a coach? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, enthusiasm and wow, that, that's great. You're going to make an impact. That's great, I guess. Yeah. If your child, um, how old is your, your, your kid? <laughs> five years old. Five years old, right. He was five years old. And he said, Mama, I'm going to cross the road by myself. How mm-hmm. enthusiastic would you be? <laughs> It depends be, right? on the road. <laughs> You'll be scared. Yes. Yeah, you'll be scared. scared. Yeah. At the same point of time, if you felt confident in his capabilities, you'll be like, okay, you can walk one step ahead of me. I'll be walking right behind you to support your journey or something to that mm-hmm. too, right? You may or may not do that. I'm not saying it's a parenting practice or not. But as parents, you always want to encourage your kids, right? So you'll yep. probably in some version encourage it, but you won't be enthusiastic about it. You won't be pumped mm. because you'll be scared, right? That's your primary emotion because you're somebody who cares about the person that is about to do something that from far away looks really dangerous and scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. When your friends see you do something dangerous and scary, when your parents see you do something dangerous and scary, do you think naturally their instinct will be enthusiastic about it or I'm scared about it. Based on what you just said, which makes a lot of sense, yeah, they would be scared. They will be scared because they'll be Mm -hmm. like, I don't understand what you're doing. I don't Mm -hmm. know why you're doing something that is safe and comfortable to something that does not look safe and comfortable. Mm I am scared for you. I am concerned about you. I don't think you should do it. That's Mm -hmm. not a response of somebody who is indifferent to you. That's actually a response of somebody who is in love with you. In one way or another, right? Friendly love or parental love, but they love you is why they are scared for you, right? Mm -hmm. So they are not holding you back when they show their concern. They are just expressing the best way a person can express love when they see someone that they love doing something that is a little bit out of ordinary, right? Mm. So while I understand why you want the world to be enthusiastic about it, while I understand that, yes, you want the world to lift you up, the easiest group of people that will be able to be enthusiastic about it and lift you up are the people that are much further removed from you mm-hmm. than you imagine. I will be enthusiastic about you starting the business. Mm-hmm. I love you, but it's nowhere close to how much your parents love you. It's no. nowhere close to the understanding that I have of you, your reality. I have some understanding of it, but I no way have the same understanding and same attachment that your parents or your best friends have, mm-hmm. right? It's harder for people that love us to support us when we are about to do something that's a little bit scary. It's possible, but it's hard. It's difficult. So when they don't, we don't have to think, oh, they don't support us. That simply means that they care. Okay. Mm -hmm. The reason why I'm sharing this with you and I want to bring this to your attention and the way you want to think about it is because more often than not, people will not meet the expectations that we have of them. Mm More often than not. And then that's not because they're not good people. It's not because they're not trying. It's mostly because there's more often than not, we won't understand the point of view they're operating from. Mm. 
because it's their point of view. It's not ours. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. So yeah. what if we were to change our thinking hat? And instead of expecting everybody to be very enthusiastic about our journey, we simply wanted to be open to listening about our journey. What if our parents, your parents, you had a dialogue mm-hmm. where you said, hey, listen, all I want you to do is to understand that I want to do this. And that's it. Yeah. I don't expect you to be excited. I don't want you to jump on your two feet. I don't want you to, you know, an answer to the world. I just want you to see if you can support me, if you can walk this path with me like my parents, like you can give me a finger if I'm walking through because you have had businesses before. Maybe you'll tell me something about finances. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. You don't have the same business that I have, but maybe that will be a handholding I might ask for. And at that time, I just want you to be open to say, hey, yeah, sure, I will sit down and I'll share with you how I looked at money how I looked at enrollment or whatever that might be. And same could be our friend's role. They don't have to be our biggest cheerleaders when they're scared. They can pretend to be those cheerleaders, but sometimes it's hard to do that because they are scared because they love us, not for any other reason, right? And once in a while, you'll find a friend, you'll find a parent, a colleague, uh, somebody who will love you deeply and meaningfully and still be able to get past their own fear and say, you know what? I'm going to support you. I'm going to be the full cheerleader. That's not mm-hmm. that's not easy to come by. That's harder. Yeah. Because they have to get over their own fears. And you see yeah. how difficult it was to get over our own fears? Yes. They have to take that path. It's not easy, right? So, yeah, it's not. so my invitation for you is to challenge your narrative on expectations that you mm-hmm. might have from people around you. So you can suspend those expectations and have the expectations that you want to have just with yourself. Mm-hmm. And what is it that Natalie needs to believe? What is it that you need to plan so you don't have the fears that you currently have and are holding you back? So you can map your future. You can create your future based on and from a place of certainty, from a place of confidence, from a place of knowingness that it will mm-hmm. all work out eventually given time, given resources, given resourcefulness. Yeah. Natalie, what seems to be something that you would like to still explore? Some like maybe an open tab that you feel like if we could go a little bit in that direction, that will be really helpful for me for the next coming months. I, I think, I mean, just what, what you just said, I mean, what I feel is uh, it lifted a sort of weight because I'm like, okay, so actually I don't really have to worry about others. I mean, yeah, I just have to just, walk my path. And now I think I understand better, yes, the reactions or also why I kept people at a distance, not to talk about it, but it feels, I, yeah, I mean, that's something I never really, it's it's something I, I will, yeah, process and, and think about. Because, yeah, as I was saying, I, I, I think I care a lot about the people around me and, and um, I sometimes put too much as well uh, into making sure the people are comfortable and feel good and everything. And uh, actually, it opens another door for me of, uh, okay, actually, that I don't have really to worry about that. <laughs> it's normal. It's normal and it's to be expected. And for me, it's, um, yeah, I really feel something lifted here. Yes, yes. It's, uh, That's beautiful. Uh, yeah, I feel well, relieved a bit, yeah. Thank you so much, Natalie. I invite you to take this time, like, whatever time you can, either today or tomorrow, and go in nature and really reflect on some of these questions that we opened up. 
Because these questions might reveal further fears that you might have. It may create yeah. plans that will bypass those fears. You'll be able to interact with the world a little bit different without taking the weight of their expectations in your own mm. life. And that would yeah. help you take those next few steps really towards the dream that you have for yourself. Mm. And know that, and this is something that I want to leave you with, is that like the career that you currently have, the coaching career will also take some time. It's a new career you're establishing. It's new task. It's more adventurous and in alignment with who you want to be and you are as a person, mm -hmm. but still it requires the work that it requires. And so don't try to rush it. There's, yeah. there's nothing that will change tomorrow. This is not a short-term career. You could be doing this for the rest of your life. And so if it takes a few extra months, it takes a few extra months, what's the big deal? Mm. If it takes a few extra weeks, it takes a few extra weeks. Even if it takes a few extra years, it takes a few extra years. You have a lot of life to live and a lot to give. Give yourself the space to nurture this unique capability that you have. Give yourself time to nurture the relationships around so they can continue to be in this journey with you. Give yourself yeah. the time to nurture your business. So when you sow the seed, and as you sow the seed, you can really see the seed blossom and the tree grow and the fruits that it bears beautifully and in a loving way. Okay. And with oh, that, that thank you. And I'm going to, on that note, let you go. Thank you so much for taking the time. And I really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, thank you, you so much, Ajit. That was very helpful. Thank you so much. What was it that was the big takeaway that you had from this coaching conversation? What was it that really clicked? Share with us on social media. Go to Instagram, share what was exciting about this podcast episode as you listened into it and tag us at evercoach.mindvalley or tag me personally at officiallyajit. I'm looking forward to hearing what really landed for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Coach Ajit and you're listening to this on Master Coaching with Ajit Podcast. <music>